Section 24 of Riverdale Stories. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic. The Birthday Party, Chapter 3. The great day at length arrived, and everything was ready for the party. On the lawn, by the side of the house, a large tent had been put up, in which the children were to have the feast. Under a large maple tree, near the tent, a stage for the musicians had been erected. Two swings had been put up, and there was no good reason why the children should not enjoy themselves to their heart's content. I think the teachers in the Riverdale School found it hard work to secure the attention of their scholars on the forenoon of that day, for all the boys and girls in the neighborhood were thinking about the party. As early as one o'clock in the afternoon, the children began to collect at the house of Mr. Lee, and at the end of an hour, all who had received invitations were present. The band had arrived, and at a signal from Mr. Lee, the music commenced. "'Now, Father, we are all here. What shall we do?' asked Flora, who was so excited she did not know which way to turn or how to proceed to entertain the party." "'Wait a few minutes, and let the children listen to the music. "'They seem to enjoy it very well.' "'But we want to play something, Father.' "'Very soon, my child. We will play something.' "'What shall we play, Father?' "'There are plenty of plays. "'Wouldn't you like to march a little while to the music?' "'March?' "'Yes, march to the tune of Hail Columbia. "'I will show you how to do it.' "'I don't know what you mean, Father.' Well, I will show you in a few minutes. When the band had played a little longer, Mr. Lee assembled the children in the middle of the lawn and asked them if they would like to march. They were pleased with the idea, though some of them thought it would be rather tame amusement for such an exciting occasion. You want two leaders, and I think you had better choose them yourselves. It would be the most proper to select two boys." Mr. Lee thought the choice of the leaders would abuse them, so he proposed that they should vote for them. "'How shall we vote, Father?' asked Frank. Three of the children must retire and pick out four persons, and the two of these four who get the most votes shall be the leaders. Mr. Lee appointed two girls and one boy to be on this committee, but while he was doing so, Tommy Woggs said he did not think this was a good play.' "'I don't think they will choose the best leaders,' said Tommy. "'Don't you, Mr. Woggs?' asked Mr. Lee, laughing. "'No, sir, I do not. "'What do any of these boys know about such things?' said Tommy, with a sneer. "'I have been to New York, and have seen a great many parades.' "'Have you indeed?' "'Yes, sir, I have. "'And you think you would make a better leader than any of the others?' "'I think so, sir.' All the children laughed heartily at Master Woggs, who was so very modest. "'None of these boys and girls have ever been to New York,' added Tommy, his vanity increasing every moment. "'That is very true, and perhaps the children will select you as their leader. "'They can do as they like. If they want me, I should be very willing to be their leader,' replied Tommy. It was very clear that Master Woggs had a very good opinion of himself. He seemed to think that the fact of his having been to New York made a hero of him and that all the boys ought to take off their caps to him. But it is quite as certain that the Riverdale children did not think Master Woggs was a very great man. 
he thought so much of himself that there was no room for others to think much of him. The committee of three returned in a few minutes and reported the names of four boys to be voted for as the leaders. They were Henry Vernon, Charlie Green, David White, and Tommy Woggs. The important little gentleman who had been to New York was delighted with the action of the committee. He thought all the children could see what a very fine leader he would make and that all of them would vote for him. "'What shall we do for votes, father?' asked Frank. "'We can easily manage that, Frank,' replied Mr. Lee. "'We have no paper here.' "'Listen to me a moment, children,' continued Mr. Lee. "'There are four boys to be voted for, "'and we will choose one leader first and then the other. "'Those who want Henry Vernon for a leader "'will put a blade of grass in the hat, "'which will be the ballot box. "'Those who want Charlie Green "'will put in a clover blossom. "'Those who want David White will put in a maple leaf, and those who want to vote for Tommy Woggs will put in a, let me see, put in a dandelion flower. The children laughed, for they thought the dandelion was just the thing for Master Woggs, who had been to New York. One of the boys carried round Mr. Lee's hat, and it was found that Henry Vernon had the most votes, so he was declared to be the first leader. Huh, said Tommy Woggs. What does Henry Vernon know? He has never been to New York. But he lives in Boston, added Charlie Green. Boston is nothing side of New York. I think Boston is a great place, replied Charlie. That's because you've never been to New York, said Master Woggs. They will, of course, all vote for me next time. If they do, I will show them how things are done in New York. Phew, exclaimed Charlie, as he left the vain little man. While all the children were wondering who would be the other leader, Flora was electioneering among them for her favorite candidate. That is, she was asking her friends to vote for the one she wanted. Who do you suppose it was? Master Woggs? No, it was David White. The hat was passed round again, and when the votes were counted, there was only one single dandelion blossom found in the hat. Tommy Woggs was mad, for he felt that his companions had slighted him. But it was only because he was so vain and silly. People do not often think much of those who think a great deal of themselves. There was a great demand for maple leaves, and David White was chosen the second leader, and had nearly all the votes. The boys then gave three cheers for the leaders, and the lines were formed. Mr. Lee told Henry and David just how they were to march, and the band at once began to play Hail Columbia. The children first marched two by two, round the lawn, and then down the center. When they reached the end, one single leader turned off to the right and the other to the left, each followed by a single line of the children. Passing round the lawn, they came together again on the other side. Then they formed a great circle a circle within a circle, and concluded the march with the grand basket. This was certainly a very simple play, but the children enjoyed it ever so much. I mean, all but vain Master Woggs, who was so greatly displeased because he was not chosen one of the leaders that he said there was no fun at all in the whole thing. About half an hour was spent in marching, and then Mr. Lee proposed a second game. The children wanted to march a little longer, but there were a great number of things to be done before night, and so it was thought best on the whole to try a new game. 
End of section 24. Recording by Scarlett, Louisiana.